Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast and I am your host, Adam Brewer. That's right, guys. We are mother effing back. Hell yeah. Super excited about this one. I feel like I have been given a second chance at life. But before we get into this great episode, let's go ahead and do the housekeeping. Um, for all you silent majority guys out there, right? Uh, please leave a review. Go to, or just rate it. I don't care. iTunes has got a whole new podcast thing. It's separated out now, so we're all special. Um, just leave a review or rate it, uh, so the, you know, the algorithm gets me noticed by a lot more people, because I'm telling you, this is it. This is going to be the season for us, guys, and I want to do a lot more now. I feel, I feel invigorated with this. So, leave a review, rate it on i on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Also, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and on Instagram, Also look for me on Twitter. I've been doing a lot more on Twitter. A lot of reposting or retweeting. Uh, I do throw in some things every once in a while. But like I said, I'm an old guy. So being 44, I'm kind of scared of Twitter. And with my mouth and my thought process with no filter, I can get myself into a lot of trouble. But I'm working through it. Um, I'm still... You know, COVID screws up everything, so I'm still working on uh, Silent Majority uh, stickers and a new sticker overall just for the Michigan Maniac uh, fan page. Uh, Also, guys, uh, leave a review on all those. You know, hit me up on the fan page on Facebook or Instagram. We'll talk. We'll do whatever. Uh, I know you guys. That's why you're called the Silent Majority. You guys listen. I don't get a lot of interaction sometimes, but the ones who do, I talk to a lot and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. I really, really do. I love it. It helped me kind of get through this lull of this crappy ass bullshit that we've been going through. So with that being said, let's get to it. So as we all know, Big Ten finally going to come through. We're going to play football, guys. Fuck it. Oh, also, we're going to play basketball. Uh, just announced, I think it was uh, November 25th, basketball season, Big Ten going to happen. Don't know much of uh, the details about that because this is going to be football tonight, uh, October 23rd and 24th. It uh, sounds like we're going to have a few Friday games for some reason, but whatever, I don't care. I just, happy football's back. Um, what I, th- <laughs> there's so many emotions when I think about this. I mean, I want... Mark Schlissel's head on a pike. I mean, figuratively, I don't think anybody should ever lose their life over something like this. Uh, Same with Kevin Warren. Two massive douchebags who have... I mean, it it goes to show with these two, before we get into what we're going to talk about, but it's it. this is a growing problem, is that these elitist dick faces just decide that they're just going to do whatever they want, and you know what? People deal with it. 
That's what we're going to do. We don't have to tell you anything. We don't even have to tell you the plan and why we decided this. Just know that whatever we decide, it's best for you. And then Dickface Schlissel goes on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and continues to give out these lame ass, Hey guys, I've been walking the campus and I see you guys wearing masks. Obviously, like I tweeted to him, and he's a tip, he's a dipshit, so of course he didn't tweet me back. Uh, why would he? But uh, I guess that walk along the campus did not include Schembechler Hall. I'm sure he has no fucking clue where that place is, because he acts as if the football team is beneath him, even though, like I told you in the last episode, its revenue is $127 million. Profit 75. You would think you'd want to spend some time with that, but Dick Face Schlissel ain't going to do that because he looks like a pedophile. He does. He looks like your little creepy uncle that grabs your butt for a little too long. I mean, any touching your butt at any point in time by your uncle is too long, but this guy goes in for at least a 10 spot, a 10 second butt grab. This dude looks like he parts the cheeks. I'm just saying, Schlissel's a creep. He looks like one. And what's up with the fucking first, the first one where you're wearing the Nike brand? The Nike brand Michigan fucking collar shirt. How much money do you make, you fucking weirdo? You can't afford to buy Jordan brand, you stupid asshole. I know, Michigan baseball still messes around with fucking uh, uh, Nike. Fine. Whatever. I'm sure that's not going to last very long, but fuck you, Schlissel. Uh, Warren, I mean, he's just a, he's just an idiot. He's just an elitist douchebag who thought everybody was going to bend to his whim because he had all the elitist fucking, uh, presidents. Well, not all of them, but some of them, like Schlissel on board, saying we'll just cancel it. And the Pac-12 was probably in his ear, too. Hey, cancel, we'll stick with you. We'll do this whole Pac-12, Big Ten thing, just like he used to, and this moron fell for it. So enough with these two idiots. I'm glad they're fucking done with, uh, whatever. Boo, what, I can't stand him. Anyways, now let's get into this, right? So it looks like the Big Ten, we're going to have an eight-game all-conference schedule, and then the ninth game is going to be held kind of in a unique way, which I kind of like. Now, I've been trying to find the proper way they're going to do this, but loosely what I found is on the ninth game, four... The Big Ten title, you're going to have number one versus number one in the West and the East. And then number two versus number two, three versus three, four versus four, and etc. So, I like that. I like the idea of that. Um, now, I think all teams are going to be in for the Big Ten. Because uh, last time I checked, I, I swear all of it was unanimous. So, I guess you can keep the divisions the same. I would say for this season, I would have loved just to seen it play out as one big conference instead of splitting up in the divisions. So this way, uh, you could just have a, a it, it. It helps with the variety of a schedule. If you're going to have eight games, right? Why not make it just one big conference? So this way, we don't have to play the Rutgers of the world if we don't want to. And we can, you know, we have a better shot. I'll be honest, I think this is the best shot for us to get into a Big Ten title game against Ohio State or whatever. But if you had number one versus number one, you know, the two best schedules go at it. 
and there's no division, and it's just all one conference or just one all big division, you could have uh, a one-loss Michigan team go up against an uh, undefeated Ohio State team, or what? It just I think it creates a, uh, a way cooler atmosphere for this season. This season only. Let's face it. This is a one-off type thing. This is what people are going to call the asterisk season. I mean, I don't think most of this should really count, to be quite honest. Unless we beat Ohio State, then all wins should be counted against Ohio State. And last, but fuck, I, I wouldn't want to count this one either. So, you know, I think that, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm kind of curious to see what the third uh, review of the schedule is going to be, what the third iteration, as they say, will be. I'm very curious who we're going to have. Uh, it's very exciting. I can't wait to see it. I would love to see Michigan play Ohio State, though, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, that would just be phenomenal. I would love, love, love it. Uh, just, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited this fucking, the season's happening. It's happening. And not only that the season's happening, but I get to do this podcast again. Thank you, Lord. I have missed doing it, and there's been a lot of different things that have been happening, and I'm like, maybe I should get on there and do a podcast. And as soon as I start to write show notes, something crazy happens, and this doesn't come through, or this, blah, blah, and I'll just be like, screw this. Just screw it. There's no reason for me to do this. Um, but, so, with this all being said, uh, whoops, hit the wrong button there, uh, sorry, but opt-outs, uh, with this comes opt-outs, and uh, I okay. Let's go over it, right. Of course, Ohio State uh, have two major players opt out within a few days. A few days ago, but then are back in it. Which okay, fine. Sean Wade. I'm sure I am uh, shocked that he. Well, I'm not really shocked that he opt out. Be quite honest, because you never know. You never know what was going to go on with this. But with how hard he and his father fought for this season. You know, hey, see it to the end. I, I mean, I'm not going to ever really support Ohio State players, really. But with everything that, uh, I think his name is Randy Wade. I want to say I don't want to uh, call the man by the wrong name because I do respect what he has done for the fight to get this back on. But uh, I would like to see, yeah, let Sean Wade. I'm glad he came back, whatever. And then Wyatt Davis, uh, already going to be a number one draft pick. Uh or first, number one, first round draft pick is what I was trying to say, uh, came back, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, I know everybody's going to say, but look, Michigan was once hurt again because Ohio State gets all their best players back and all our guys go away. And, I mean, it's a convincing argument. I mean, we find out today that Nico Collins, opting out, signed with the Drew Rosenhaus, uh, super agent himself, uh, you know, super douchey, but get you the money. Uh, show me the money, and Nico Collins is going to be shown the money. Uh, then you have Jalen Way, uh, Jalen Mayfield. Okay, uh, one of my favorite tackles. Uh, also, Amory Thomas. Now, I think that one hurts the most. I mean, obviously, Nico Collins is a loss, right? I mean, you're not going. We didn't even get to see him wear the number one. Ugh. A lot of frustration on that one. I think the Milton uh, Collins uh, connection would have been electric this season, especially with how big Collins was and how great he was at fifty-fifty balls. I just, <laughs> I just think he. I, I was super excited to see what that was going to happen, but 
Thank you, Warren, for fucking everything up. And Corona, you can suck my ding-a-ling. My star-spangled ding-a-ling. Ding-dong. Whatever you want to call it, you can suck it. Um, but, oh well, right? So we were loaded at the wide receiver uh, position. Granted, uh, the only big guy we have, I mean, is Cornelius Johnson, I believe. Uh, but still a lot of inexperience. Ronnie Bell's going to be thrust even more into the spotlight this year, so I wonder what he's going to be like. Uh, we're really going to find out what Ronnie Bell's all about, right? It, was he that good only because Nico and DPJ were eating up all the coverage and he was just able to find the soft spots? Or was he really just that good at running routes, getting open, all that kind of stuff? So we're going to see what he's made out of, right? Uh, this is going to put a lot of pressure on Giles Jackson to continue to per, to produce, which I think I have all faith in the world that Giles Jackson just isn't one of the greatest recruiters for Michigan, but he has a chance to be one of the great wide receivers in Michigan history. That's really my opinion. Uh, but then again, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, Sainer still, uh, <laughs> we've got Roman Wilson. We've got, Henny, we got all sorts of, we've got talent there. Inexperience, that, I mean, what, that's going to be the, the theme of the season, right? A lot of talent, but inexperience. I mean, you're looking at inexperience all across the board on the offensive line, but with Ed Warner, we trust. So I fully believe that he's going to put together an offensive line that's going to be impressive. Uh, at the quarterback position, talented, as uber talented. Can't wait to see what's going to happen with Milton, but inexperienced. Also, um, the running backs, right? Uh, Charbonnet, Haskins. Evans is the only one that has some real experience. Well, not even real experience. He had two years. Charbonnet's coming on his second year as a starter, and same with Haskins. So, I mean, it's it's unproved. They're, they're talented. That's what this season's going to be, right? And what can Michigan do with uber-talented kids with not of a lot of experience. Now, you know how I feel. I feel you throw these kids to the wolves and you see if they can fight. You know what? Just like in that movie 300, right? You want to see if the little boy can fight and keep his own because that's what makes them a warrior. That's what makes them tough. That's what makes them physically, emotionally tough is you let them get fed to the wolves or fight the wolves and they fight and earn their own. I really do believe it. I 100% believe that. I don't believe in, in just lead, you know nursing them along. Okay, guys, it's time for you to do this. Okay, do you feel okay to do this? No. Get the F in the game and make a mother effing play. That's what you do. Then you want to be a pro? Then get your head in the effing game and do something. That's what you do here. This is not this is not grade school football. This isn't high school. This is the minor leagues to the NFL, all right? That's why I think it's funny that this whole thing about COVID is such, it's really opened your eyes to a lot of things, right? Only because I know I'm meandering through this or wandering off the path, but I'll get back to it. But seriously, COVID has opened your eyes to that these kids aren't student athletes. These are athletes that happen to go to school. I know I couldn't even imagine that I was going to ever agree with Cardell Jones of the whatever state, but that big moron had somewhat of a point. These guys make a ton of money for this school. A ton of money. Uh, 
like I said in the last episode, football and basketball pretty much fit the bill for all the athletic departments and all these kids to play. They should be treated differently than normal students. They absolutely should be. Because look what's going on. Do you think Jalen Mayfield is going to finish his career out as a student? No, he's going to the NFL. So is he really a student athlete? Or is he an athlete that just happens to go to school? Right? And I'm not going I'm not going I'm not blasting them for either. I think if you want to stay all four years or take a fifth year and get your degree in whatever it is, then God bless you. You should do it. You should absolutely do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But also, I'm not going to blast you if you just want to come here for two years, you know, get through parole, basically the NFL parole, and then get into the NFL. I don't blame you for that either. It's your life. You should be able to live it however the F you want to. And we shouldn't be able to condemn you if it doesn't fit in what we think. But let's face it. These kids needed to be treated differently, and they weren't. They weren't even treated like regular students, and that's horseshit. So anyways, sorry, didn't mean to ramble, but here we go. Um, like I said, they, this is going to be the season of fantastic talent, not a lot of, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't even think right now, I'm sorry. I'm still irritated about this whole this whole waiting period. It, 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 I'm so frustrated with these two morons. And how, seriously, how, if you're a university president at Michigan University, or University of Michigan, University of Alabama, University of uh, the Ohio, why in the world would you not be hired and be told from the time you were hired, you, your first priority, is the football team. That's what makes all our money. Or at North Carolina, your first priority is the basketball team. It's what pays for everything. Then fit in the, the students. The student body is going to be pretty easy to handle. Okay? But you take care of the team. You, you take care of what butters your bread, man. Like, what are you doing? It's fucking crazy to me that we're even that I even have to mention this that a university president at a power five conference school doesn't get it through his big pedophile looking stupid big fat face that he can't that he has to treat these guys with a little different respect because they make money how do you get all the things that you want to do in that school schlissel because michigan football provides that that's what they do you stupid ass Oh, God, I, I hate him so, I just, I can't stand him, and I look at him, and he's just, he's got one of those faces that you just want to, you just want to punch, and that you just want to have arrested, because you know he's done something naughty, right? You know, he, he probably has 
intercourse with the missus with through a, a hole in the sheet or something. He's just a real pervo. I mean, not that that's perverted because I know there's some religious people that do that. And I'm not bagging on that, but I'm just saying he does it not because that's his religion. He does it because he's a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a pervert. He might always just get the Michigan Maniac uh, podcast dick face of the week. He may always just get that. Him and Shea Patterson. <laughs> you know, it can't be a podcast if I don't somehow shit on Shea Patterson for a moment. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get back to this. Uh, defensively, uh, I like I said, I think Thomas is going to be the one that, that really hurts the most. Only because, like I said, in, in, in Ed Warner we trust. So, therefore, I believe that offensive line is going to be ready and ready to go. Uh, they're going to be smart. and I mean, they're, they're, they're just going to be put together. Uh, defensive back-wise, uh, Vincent Gray, and then who? I mean, really, who do we have? DJ Turner, uh, Andre Seldon. I can't wait to see what that kid does, to be quite honest. I really do believe he, he will, in time, be one of those cornerstone players. I mean, the kid's gained like something like 12 to 15 pounds of muscle over this offseason. And if he brings that absolute hard, pale lunch guy to the to the field, this dog, just get out of my way. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to slow you down. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If he takes that approach with the new muscle gain and he, he figures out the speed of college football, right? Going from high school to college, obviously a different level of speed. So he may have a problem at the beginning of the season, but Andre Seldon is going to be the guy that I really, really, really am excited to see. So hopefully, uh, you know, Vincent Gray is everything that we think he can be, especially what we saw towards the end of the season. Uh, the Alabama game, he really played well. Uh, we just, we need to see more of that, right? Because Ambry's going to leave, and that's going to leave a big hole. Uh, but the good thing is, is that with as little time as we all have had in the Big Ten or the teams have had to hit and practice and tackle and do all that, you're going to see that this is really going to um, show... So oh, hold on. Before I get off, I still got to talk about some other guys that are leaving. Christian Turner, I guess, is opting out. Who knew? I didn't even know he was still on the team. But apparently, Christian Turner is deciding to opt out. I would assume that means he's going to transfer. Which, I mean, with any Michigan player that ever opts out or leaves or transfers or whatever, God bless them. I really do. I wish them the best of luck. I hope they find the, the school that best fits their needs and that they can be great players in that school. Just like, good example, Tariq Black. Uh, now that he's fully healthy and now he's not so disenfranchised more than likely and he feels like he's in a new, you know, fresh start, he had a pretty good game in Florida's first game. I mean, I think he had some... Last time I checked, now I... This is the last time I checked. Now the stat line could be different. But he had like five catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty damn good. Probably the best game he ever had as... Well, that first game at, uh, when he played for Michigan against Florida might have been his best game ever. But this this one with Texas is probably his second. Um, so yeah, I wish him all the best luck with... And then... I hate to tell you this, but I... Well, I don't. I like to toot my own horn, so... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey is going to transfer. Uh, I Now, I was right when I said that Milton was going to beat him out. And I said this oh, a while ago. Even though I do love McCaffrey, I just felt like uh, Milton had the tools to do this. 
But now, for the second part of my prediction, I am hoping and praying he goes to UNC. Not North Carolina. University of Northern Colorado. That's where his father is the head coach. Now, if you want, if he does do this, I may be one of the best reader of the tea leaves ever because I called uh, Urban Meyer retirement before it happened. Uh, I mean, not like a couple games before it happened. I called it a season before it happened. Um, also, if he goes to UNC, I call this December 30th. 2019. Go back to uh, Instagram, Michigan Maniac fan page, or Michigan Maniac podcast Instagram, and look it up. You will see that I had made a little post, and if he goes to UNC, I I may be psychic. If not, then hey, whatever. I'm just wrong. But that's the best part about just shooting out of your ass, because sometimes you hit home runs, and if you strike out, who cares? Uh, so I do wish Dylan all the best in the world, wherever he goes. I, you know, the whole same spiel for Christian Turner as for Dylan McCaffrey. I mean, you can't be third string if you're Dylan McCaffrey. If you lose to to McNamara, uh, we had heard a lot of great things about McNamara coming up in the during this lockout. Uh, not so much about Dylan, and that was the whole thing that kind of concerned me. Uh, but I feel we're in a great place right now. Uh, so I I I think we finally have a good solid foundation. At the quarterback position. I really do. I think it's great. I think we're going to move forward and we're going to surprise a lot of people this season. A lot of mistakes, though. Be ready for that. Like I said, inexperience and talent does make for some mistakes. But here's the thing. The thing that's really, really, really going to show what mental makeup we have as a team, right? Because last season, I really thought... We caved when things got tough and on the road, right? The one thing that's going to help us with that is that there's going to be no fans in the stands when you're away. So it's just going to be like watching that NBA or any other team play recently in anything. It's big games just feel like another game out on the field. You're not going to have fans and you're not going to have that that uh, panic or rush when you walk onto an opposing field and you have the fans just yelling at you. It's different, right? It's different playing in the park than it is in a football field. And that's because traditionally fans are there to support and yell. And at a, at a park, you're just playing with your buddies. So that is gone. Now also, we're going to see if that, that Navy SEAL that Harbaugh hired and all the team building and leadership building uh, things work out. Because as we saw, right, in the couple of college football games that have played, we saw... One of two things. Good teams who are mentally prepared and have a good routine, great coaching staff, usually put together great wins, right? Even if it's just like Clemson. Went in 37-13, to 13, whooping. I mean, it's kind of a whooping for, on Wake Forest. I mean, Texas 59-3, to UTEP. Granted, it's UTEP. But, I mean, look what Iowa State, which I think we're ranked 23rd in the nation, Lost, and I mean lost concisively, to Louisiana 31-14, to right? So that tells you, right, that Iowa State, their makeup or their, their work ethic or their training efforts just aren't top-notch because it didn't keep them focused and ready to play Louisiana. Teams that, that have good training, good focus, good uh, mental toughness came in, even though it's different, you haven't been tackling for very long, 
but you put points on the board. And it's going to be easy this season, I think, to put points on the board because there's a lot of... Uh, well, the defense... You need what? What do you need the most? You need tackling. You need to really get into it, right? Defense is based a lot of off momentum. And if you don't have good tackling, if you don't, it kind of it gives you that inconsistency, right? So there's going to be a lot of big plays probably in the in the first three to four weeks of this of this uh, season, only because they haven't been able to really hit each other. They're going to be able to hit each other now for the next, what, five weeks probably. I think that's what it is, five, six weeks. But still, we'll see. I don't see, I really don't see uh, close games. I see a lot of lopsided victories. And I, I, and I definitely see some upsets because you're going to really see which Big Ten teams uh, have the mental focus and can go out there and put it together. Right? I mean, who are they going to be? Are they going to be the Denver Nuggets or are they going to be the Los Angeles Clippers? Right? Uh, that's just, that's what we're going to find out. And I'm kind of excited to see that. I want to see what our boys have because I think you take out the one problem we had, which was the fans and us getting down on ourselves because we couldn't, we didn't have mental toughness last year. I'll be quite honest. And I, this isn't the first time I've mentioned that, but plenty of times we have, we packed it up, gave up. You know, but I think this is going to be a different season. I, I think this could be a turnaround season for us. I think if it is, a lot of people are going to want to discredit the season and say, yeah, yeah, Michigan, Michigan did beat Ohio State, but it, it was uh, an eight-game season. Uh, you know, they weren't really ready. Blah. It's going to be every excuse in the book. And I'll be quite honest with you. I'm very happy we're going to Columbus this year. Uh, with no fans in the stand, uh, awesome. And then we get them back in the big house next season, hopefully, with fans and everything's kind of back to normal. So uh, I, this season really plays out well for us. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be exciting, unless the Big t the Big Ten trying to protect uh, trying to protect Ohio State changes some things up. I'm not sure, but you know we're going to play them. I'm looking forward to this eight game season. With the nine-game kind of, not round round robin, but just the one versus one, two versus two thing. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I think that's really about it, guys. I mean, we've talked about everything I can think of. Um, I went off on Schlissel and Warren as much as I can. I'm just excited to be back doing this. Um, I want to try and get in as many podcasts as I can from here on out. You know, when things start really moving, I've got some things. Now that I've been watching a lot of different podcasts, and one thing I've noticed with podcasts, when I when I first started doing this, is like, well, you have to have some type of production value. Well, you guys, no one really cares about production value. I mean, look at Theo Vaughn's uh, podcast. is just him at a table. Same thing with uh, your mom's house, Joe Rogan, all of it. It's not, I'll just decorate a table, put some Michigan stuff up, and then you can just watch me talking to a mic. And if that means I get more people to watch me on YouTube, that's great. Awesome. I'm still thinking about doing the clips part of the football season, like my reaction watching the watching the game. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to do that. There's a lot of things now that I'm, I'm very invigorated to do. I can't wait to do. Now, I would have had these stickers ready for you guys, the, the uh, Silent Majority and the new Michigan Maniac podcast uh, sticker, but... I, the guy that I know, that I trust, and that I like his design, he's had some COVID issues. Uh, 
you know, so it's really been a real pain in the butt with family and all this kind of stuff. So for him, not for me, I mean, I'm just blessed that I've, I've had to avoid it. I really feel, I feel bad for him. So I'm waiting for him. Once he's ready to go, I'm going to have these out and we'll start doing some stuff. But yeah, a lot of great, exciting things happening, man. I can't wait for this. I am just so stoked that we're, we're able to actually play a season. Um, I'm hoping that the Big Ten, all the teams and all those, all those football players take it seriously. And this way that we don't have a shutdown of the season. Which, after watching college football over the last two, three weeks now, um, there hasn't been many that have canceled. And there hasn't been very many that have come back positive, if any, that I know of. I mean, I, I couldn't really, I didn't really do the, I'll be honest, I really didn't do the research on that one. But, I, you would think, listen, if there was a big deal, it would have been plastered all over the place. Right? If there's a lot of teams testing positive after football games. It would have been known. It would have been much easier to find. So, man, this is great. I'm so happy to be back. So happy. And all you guys who have contacted me being, hey, man, uh, when are you going to put out a podcast? Thank you. Thank you so much, Silent Majority, for just being amazing Michigan Maniac podcast fan base, listening, just supporting, being wonderful, wonderful fans. Uh, I thank you. Uh, if you could go, but do me a favor, since we're we're redoing it, this is a restart. Get just tell everyone you know that likes Michigan football. Let them know about this podcast, right? Because we, I want, I want to be up with the big boys. I want this podcast to be known because an independent podcast, not with Locked On, not with Sports Illustrated, not with USA Today, not with Twenty Four Seven. 247, whatever you want to call it. Me. Me and me alone. And if I can beat the big boys, it would be all because of you and your help and your support. And I'm asking you guys, if you know anybody, please let them know how to how to listen to this podcast. And I will start putting more out on YouTube. So this way, it, uh, you know, we can start watching that. So guys, like I always say, it is great. To be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever. Go Blue.